Cauldron Juice does not typically begin with thoughts, ramblings, or sponsorships. We like to get directly into the story and transport you to another world as soon as we can. So this pre-roll, it's only in the prologue and chapter one. Uh, That said, know this. Our story is one worth sticking around for. Our quality isn't the best at the beginning, but as our microphones and my editing skills and DMing skills get better, the experience gets better. Our story is so full of meaning and hope, and what these characters do matters. These characters, these people, change fictional lives, and I hope they change real ones as well. Fight for the right path. Do not give up. Dragons can be beaten. You can go to cauldronjuice.com slash prophecy to read the destiny laid before our heroes hundreds of years before they were born. And if you really, really love what we're making here, you can go support Cauldron Juice on Patreon. Now I'll get out of my own way and let you become a part of Eos, our world. find yourself walking through a busy street and uh, there's a lot of people around you feel this kind of this nagging sense as you walk through the city that you're kind of being looked at and it's not unfamiliar this feeling is not unfamiliar to you this is sometimes you might forget but it always is at the back of your mind that you're a tiefling and you have really distinct purple skin and horns and the association with demons will never, ever leave you. You just get that feeling again as you're walking through this city. It's kind of hustling and bustling. And, you know, you might come across somebody who looks like you every once in a while. But not very often. It's mostly full of humans, elves, dwarves, a few halflings and gnomes. More often than you might see a tiefling, you see a half-orc. You're in a big city, you're kind of in the middle, and you're in the market. And as you're walking through, you feel a tug on your right hip as you're kind of being jostled past people. And I want you to go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. So I rolled a nine. Okay. Uh, Because this thief was not particularly sly, you realize that the uh, bag of gold that you had at your hip was tugged away, and you turn to see a small boy running away from you. What would you like to do? I'd definitely chase after him. Okay. You immediately turn on your heel, and you're right behind him. You're able to uh, keep up. He's small, and he can get around the people quicker than you. Right? <laughs> but, but you're able to kind of keep pace with him. Uh, so I want you to roll an acrobatics check. <laughs> it was a complete and total failure. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. <laughs> you meet this crowd of people. You might have, you know, got slipped between them, gone around, but no, you <laughs> were not careful enough, 
and you go slamming into these people. You just kind of like like a like a bowling ball hitting pins, kind of just knock them into the street, knock them over. There's this cabbage cart nearby that you like accidentally <laughs> kick out the the wedge. Of course, there's a cabbage cart. Seriously, it is always a cabbage cart in a marketplace. Yeah, yeah, always. of course. <laughs> you kick out a wedge accidentally as you like trip and fall over yourself. You kick out this wedge that's wedged underneath the wheel of a cabbage cart, and like it's just one of the wheels, so it totally tilts inward. Uh, away from the street, and the cabbages start to roll out. Do you want to go ahead and keep going? You want to keep going after the thief? <laughs> yeah, we'll try again. Okay. Okay. All right. So you get up and and you like see the thief, and the thief is farther away now. Right. And turns down an alley. Uh, okay. And then I want you to. You're going to go ahead and chase him, and then you're going to turn the corner, and I want you to make a perception check. And. I rolled a 14. What you luckily notice is that as you you turn this corner and you look down this alleyway and the thief is like gone, but you have your wits about you and you kind of look up and you see the thief climbing up the side of the building, climbing from window to like a balcony that's out in front of a window. What do you want to do? Okay, I am definitely going to go for that balcony. <laughs> You're going to jump up after him? Hell yeah, he's got my money. You're going to have to make an, an uh, either athletics strength t- check, which it looks like you're proficient in, or an acrobatics check. Acrobatics will add your dexterity, and athletics will add your strength, but you're proficient, so you get your proficiency bonus in athletics. Right, so let's do athletics. Okay, go ahead and roll. <laughs> that was also a complete and total failure. <laughs> well, what did you get? Because it matters. They rolled a one. Okay. Grant. Okay. If you have, that is what you said. You're like, if you roll a one, just don't even add up anything because you failed. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I, I did say that. So that about sums up my how my running through the market is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the way we're going to play this is that, you know, if you roll a one, yeah, you're probably just going to straight up fail. But if you roll a two, you've got a chance if you've got, you know, some stuff to add to it. You clamber up after this thief <clears throat> and <laughs> you think you've got a good hold. So you swing an- the other, like you swing your arm up to try to grab the next hold. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a good hold. You slip and you, you're not that high up. You're really like maybe like six feet up. But you land flat on your back. <laughs> Dirt flying up around you. The wind totally knocked from your chest. You watch as this little thief climbs up the last bit of the building and slips over onto the roof. <laughs> Bastard. I'm obviously not graceful today. <laughs> a bit defeated and a bit dusty. You return to the street away from where the cabbage cart got knocked over, but... (laughs) Thank God, because I have to save my embarrassment. You go, and you find uh, the shop you were originally looking for. Okay. Which was a potion shop. You were not really looking for potions. You were looking for your friend who who owns the shop. Uh, And he's an elf, and even though he's got a bit of an attitude, you you really like him. His name is Romy. You go into the shop, Romy sees you come in, and at first he has that kind of look that you always see when you enter uh, any any kind of store where the person's just going to automatically reply, like, you know, How, how's it going? You're having a good day? That kind of, like, fake cheeriness. And uh, he immediately j- drops it when he sees you. He's like, oh, oh, hi, Aziza. Uh, what happened to you? Well, 
I knocked down a cabbage cart and then fell flat on my back, chasing after somebody who stole my gold. This is the kind of thing always happens to you. you. What did you do? What did you do? I know. I mean, you caught him, right? I seriously did nothing. You didn't get you... No! <laughs> Bastard got away from me. <laughs> he got away. And you, what, lost your money? Yeah. Ah, uh, well, your luck is bound to get better. It's like the third time he said it to you in the last, like, you know, week. Yeah, so I'm going to stare at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? You've already said this for the third time. Seriously? So I remain silent and just look at him. All right. Well, uh, you know, what can I say? What uh, like, What do you need? What are you doing today? Uh, you don't have any money, so I don't know how much of a help I can be, but... Says the man who owns a potion shop. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, a business is a business. I, I have to run the business and, you know... Uh, I mean, if you want, if you want, I can, uh, you could do a chore for me and I'd maybe pay you a little bit. I'll think about it. I'm still grumpy. Okay, well, I don't really blame you. <laughs> if you want, uh, I did make some stew in the back. Emily made some for me and if you want some stew, you are welcome to ha- go have some stew in the back. That sounds good. I could use to sit down. Uh, so you go in the back and you can hear, there's kind of like a back room and you can hear some commotion back there, but you probably would know that, um, his wife Emily is, um, kind of like a tinkerer. And it's always messing with machines, and you know she she's in the back, obviously doing that. But there's uh, there's still a uh, like a small cauldron, and uh, on the on the fire, and it's got some stew in it. So I ask Emily for some stew. Hey Emily, can I have some stew? Okay, well she's in the other room. Oh, oh you're gonna you're gonna go knock on her door? Yeah, I am. So you knock on the door, and uh, out comes a drow elf, and like you, she has pretty dark skin and it's always been a little bit disconcerting you because some drows uh just like tieflings even though you have the same eyes the the no pupils no irises all the your whole eyeballs one color uh drows are like that too but because they're so elf-like you find it a little bit disconcerting but you know how friendly emily is and and she opens the door quite angry thinking that it was Romy, and uh, and she sees you is immediately like, oh, Ziza, so good to see you. What happened? What happened? She like sees how like you're dirty and downtrodden. Some little punk stole my money. Oh, I'm so sorry, dear. Uh, well, go, come have some stew. That must be why you're back here. If you you know if if Romy let you back here, it's not because you had any money. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. You sit down. And it's uh, it's kind of like a nice little kitchen area. You think that maybe... Is there a fireplace? Like, Oh, yeah, there's totally a fireplace. And uh, there's a big window where you can kind of like see into like a back alley. You know, it's a city. There's not like a ton of space. Right. Um, but it's fairly clean. And you feel like maybe there is... The kitchen where you make the food is probably a little bit too close to clearly where like... Like Romy has been making potions and who knows what kind he's been making. Making, and you feel like there's not really enough separation <laughs> to make you feel entirely comfortable between those two spaces. <laughs> uh, Emily goes back to her her tinkering in the in the back room, and uh, you enjoy your stew. Is there a table? Like, do I sit at a table? Oh yeah, totally. There's a table there to sit at, and it's it's not a large space, but like um, the window's pretty big, and so it pretty it's pretty you know 
it's like doesn't feel too cramped and it's getting kind of dark it's you know it's uh late afternoon evening and you know it's it's fall so it's not gonna be super bright out for that long is this like a desert city no no it's not so it like get cold it gets cold at night yeah, it totally gets cold. Yeah, yeah, it gets cold at night, just like anywhere. Yeah, uh, it's like a pretty temperate area. You're like eating your stew, and you're getting down toward the end, and you're looking, you're kind of, you know, half glancing out the back window, thinking murderous thoughts of the boy, and you see this uh, this group of kids kind of walk past, and they're wearing, they're all wearing these like baggy clothes, they're black, and they're kind of like baggy around them, cinched at the waist. One of them turns to look inside and you see kind of like under the top layer of their clothes, the same exact clothes as the boy who took your money earlier. And in fact, you know that that's the boy who took your money earlier. Uh. So there is a back door, but he basically glances in and they keep walking past the window. So he doesn't notice me. No, he didn't. Re- he didn't. Re- I don't think he started running as soon as he saw you. They gl- he glanced in as they walked past, and it didn't look like he bolted or anything. And you said there's a back door. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna try and go. I'm gonna stand up and follow them. You get up and make a perception check. So it's a ten. Okay, so that is just good enough to see that there is a uh, staff on in next to the the door. As you get up and start to leave, you remember why you kind of came here in the first place, which was to get your staff back because you had left it here the last time you were visiting Romy and Emily, and it is right by the back door. So you grab it as you leave, and you head out into this dark alley. It's sunset. Are getting close to, and you see the group of boys, about five or six of them, in these in these kind of like black flow, like flowing clothes, and they turn the corner down the alley. What would you like to do? I'm still following them. Okay, how are you following them? I am following them from a distance, and I'm watching to see what they're gonna do. When you get to the point where they turn the corner, and you kind of you can peer around if you want to. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so go ahead and make a stealth check. Uh, 13. So you're able to stick your head around the corner and be silent about it. You can see that there isn't this, this particular way isn't that deep before it turns back out into a major street. It goes down a little while and then turns left. Uh, you're looking to the right down this, down this alleyway and it turns to the left and goes out into what you know is a major street. Okay. You see the boys, and they're kind of huddled around in a circle. And in the middle of them, you can tell they're, like, holding something or screwing with something. And there's, like, a faint red glow from the middle of them. I'm going to go for it. Okay. Uh, What do you mean by that? By that, I mean I'm going to run down the alleyway, grab it, and run into the major street. Okay, so you want to try to grab the thing they have? Mm Mm-hmm. So do you want to have your quarterstaff in your hand? I definitely want to throw it over my back in the sling for this. I want to grab whatever they have and get out of there and disappear as much as a tiefling can in a crowd. They don't know you're there, and so you throw the thing over your back. And so I'm going to have you make an athletics check for running up to them, and I'll let you have advantage on that because they don't know you're there. 16. You get your feet gripped in the ground. You take off like a sprinter, and you're down, running down this alleyway. Before they even know what happened, you knock two of them aside. Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Uh, 14. The boy who is holding it is startled. There's this 
kind of like this red, it almost looks like a glass bubble with golden claws kind of wrapped around it. They're not like shaped like animal claws, but just metal claws wrapped around this like like dew drop, but it's like about the size of um, a baseball. Okay. And you grab it, you grab onto the center of it. You and all the boys are immediately shocked and stunned and are thrown backward. And I want you to take... As soon as I touch it? As soon as you touch it. Hmm. You will take two points of damage. Whoa. As you're thrown backward from where you came. And all of the boys, all, there are five of them, they are all also thrown against the walls of the alleyway. And the stone that you tried to grab dropped down right into the middle of all of them. I want you to make a constitution saving throw. 17. You are pretty feeling pretty okay, even though you just got hit with a huge shock to your whole system. You are able to shake it off faster than any of the boys, and you stand up, and you're about 10 feet away from the stone. What would you like to do? I would like to take a piece of cloth, either from my clothing or from a little bag I have somewhere on me, and then I'm going to go and pick it up. Okay, so you... In a hurried kind of manner, like, I'm going to go and grab it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, sure, I understand. Okay, so as you're, like, getting up and pulling this cloth out of your bag to try to, like, grab this, somebody in these black clothes uh, with their hood up turns around the corner and is not a boy, um, but is larger. Um, And they're not... they're, They're bigger than a human. Um, but they're kind of covered by these black clothes, and you can't see their face. So I assume they're an adult or an... Yeah. Okay. And they just walk straight into the alleyway in between all the boys, who only a couple of them are really recovering and getting even getting up at all. And you're standing there. It doesn't look at you. It reaches down and grabs it, just like you tried to. Picks it up and puts it into their robes. And then looks up at you, and... It's now a little bit too dark. You're not able to see what's underneath the hood. But they just look at you for a moment and then turn their back to you and start to walk down the alley. Okay. They stick out their hand, their right hand behind them, and make kind of like a clawing motion upwards. Okay. And one of the boys who is on the right gets, like, scooped up into the air, off the ground. Crazy. Okay. And is kind of cradled and is like, you know, half waking up and doesn't really realize what's happening. Put onto his feet and pushed forward after the figure in the dark clothes and they turn the corner. Okay. Was that the boy who stole my money? (laughs) Yeah, it was. Damn it. (laughs) So are you going to go after them? Yes, I am. So you run past uh, these four other boys on the ground and you turn the corner. Yep. And they're gone. Like, instantly vanish? They are seemingly too quick to go anywhere else. Yes, they seem to have vanished. Up, down, anything? You look around, and you don't see them. There's, It's it's like a pretty clear street. Go ahead and make a perception check. Yep, so I roll an eight. Go ahead and make an arcana check. Five. Yeah, you have no idea where they went. <laughs> you Okay. They're, they're just gone. The whole thing that just happened you realize that it wasn't just happening to you it wasn't like you were actually living this moment you realize that what you just experienced was like a really vivid strong memory you kind of feel aware of your body and you're not in that street 
you're laying down somewhere. You try to move, you try to open your eyes, and you can't. And I can't. Mm. Okay. And then you lose consciousness again. <laughs>